Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Week six of the fantasy football season officially in the books. It's time for us to recap and already look forward to week seven. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish in the house. Today we got George Kurtz for the two-hour ride here on the show. We're going to go through, of course, the Monday Night Football game, talk some baseball here on the show, uh, as well as get into the first night of the NBA, give you some DFS lineups, maybe some hockey as well. George, good to see you. Thanks for stepping in to the show today. How are you? I'm good. It's always my pleasure to be here, Greg. But you're right. It was a fun time last night for me. You had football, you had baseball, and I had hockey. It was a really, it was a really good night of sports. Yeah, and I'll take your word for it on the hockey. But nonetheless, we're going to talk a little bit about that here on the show today. Uh, no question, everyone is buzzing, of course, over the baseball playoffs. Uh, but as we start the show with our headlines, no doubt, uh, Derek Henry just continues to just maul opposing defenses. Uh, here are our headlines: Red Sox explode early again and a couple of huge shots including the former grand slam they beat the astros 12 to 3 uh big big game coming up tonight for sure especially for houston if they want to uh, stay in this thing derrick henry i mean imagine i own derrick henry in my fantasy league and did not win last night second most points among my 12 team uh teams in this thing what a game three touchdowns 34 31 the titans as a monday night dog shocker they beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. Washington State has dismissed their head coach, Nick Rolovich, after refusing to take the vaccine for COVID-19. Also, some of his assistant coaches are gone as well. Evander Kane, what is wrong with this guy? He suspended 21 games over submitting a fake vaccine card. So we won't see him on San Jose for the next month. And uh, tonight, opening night, George's favorite night of the, of the year, opening night in the NBA. We got two games we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. I'm being facetious. Uh, this is Brett Levy's baby, so my producer, Brett Levy, will join us. We'll do a little DFS talk. But um, the other news today, George, I figured we would start off with this. Aaron Boone, three-year contract to stay with the New York Yankees. They did let go, of course, of Phil Nevin, one of their coaches, and they did let go of uh, Marcus Timms, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but uh, Boone is back, so he'll have a revamped uh, staff. That's kind of what happens usually is when they're not completely happy with things, they fire some of the staff, but not all of it. But uh, I guess they just didn't think that anybody could come in and be better. I don't think it's really a matter of that. I think it's a matter of the fact that, all right, I know, yeah, and listen, I've been on my Twitter here. I can say Yankee fans are angry, to put it nicely, that uh, Aaron Boone is there. Aaron Boone's now got the nickname Aaron Effin Boone in two areas, right? For Boston, for what he did in uh, 03 and 04, and also now at Yankees because he's still the Yankee manager. Now it's Aaron, really Aaron Effin Boone is still the manager, that sort of thing. I think what it comes down to is this uh, for Yankee fans. What do you think was going to happen? All right? Even if they fired Boone, what you were getting was another Boone. 
the days of Billy Martin type managers, that's gone. Early Weavers, Bobby Cox, gone. You're not getting those guys anymore. It just would have been another puppet. I am well aware that in press conferences, if you look real close at the press conference, you can see the strings of Brian Cashman behind him. Well aware of this. All right, it's all another manager would have been. It's Brian Cashman and the analytics team running the team. Boone has three jobs. Deal with the media, deal with the players in the clubhouse, and in-game moves. That's all he did. Even the in-game moves, he's pretty much told what bullpen guys he can use and when. It's no matter what, what, when does he pull that trigger on the starter. That's all he does. That's all any manager does nowadays. Everything else is the analytics department. You know, that, it's, just, it's not the same as when, uh, really it's not the same as five, six years ago. That's all these guys want now. So that's why, as a Yankee fan, I don't care if Boone's back. It wouldn't have made a difference. It was with somebody else. I know Cashman just wants Boone to be more forthcoming with the media again. This is why Girardi, one of the big reasons why Girardi's not there is that he wouldn't tell the media anything. And the Yankees hired Boone because they thought he had a better relationship with the media, which he does. But they still wanted to be more forthcoming and not hide anything like state secrets. Cashman's big on this for some reason. Yeah, and Cashman's deal, by the way, is up after next year. So it will be interesting to see uh, what ends up happening there. Uh, we're going to talk much more about uh, the Monday night game, which was just you know an, another outstanding night game, by the way. Uh, but is there anything left to say about Derrick Henry at this point? Like, I mean, he, I mean, he clearly should have been the number one pick in everybody's fantasy football draft, provided he just finishes the season healthy. He's number one next year. It's unbelievable the season this guy's having. You're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, let's face it, the man's a, a truck going through the line. Very hard. People make business decisions all the time not wanting to tackle this guy, especially as the game moves on here. And, yeah, he has to be the number one pick next year. He doesn't get hurt. He plays. Now, you're right. We have 11 games left. Now he's going to get hurt next week, knowing the way things are going here. But, <laughs> yes, he would be my number one pick. And for people asking, by the way, he would have to have this kind of season for the next seven years in a row to catch Emmett Smith. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, Emmett just kept playing and playing and then played with Arizona. People forget that after Dallas, he went there. All right. Coming up next, the fantasy ramifications from the Titans Buffalo Bills game on Monday night football. Then we're going to dive into some NBA a little bit later in the show. We'll hear from the newest member of the Los Angeles Lakers, Carmelo Anthony. Tonight is the first night of the NBA. We've got a ton of games tomorrow night as well. We'll pique George's interest for some DFS on the ice as well in terms of hockey. And, of course, we'll talk some early waiver wire here on the show. Definitely a handful of players are going to be very heavily bid on this week because of all of the bye weeks in fantasy football coming up this week. Uh, of course, we got Fantasy Reality, the Sports Grid 60, and everything that we normally do here on this Tuesday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. So stay with us and stay on the grid. Craig Mish, along with George Kurtz, 12 to 2 Eastern today. And we got you covered for all of the fantasy football information, as well as give you a preview of the two baseball games, uh, LCS games going on, one at 5 o'clock Eastern and then one at 8.30 Eastern. So we got it all covered for you. NBA, hockey, baseball, football. Can't ask for anything more. This is Sports Grid. We'll be right back. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Hope everyone's gotten off to a nice Tuesday start. For those of you who had Derrick Henry on your fantasy team last night, uh, you definitely did, unless you are me. Now, George, the interesting thing is going into this game last night, I was playing against you know my opponent, and I was, uh, I want to say that I was up nine points, and I had Derrick Henry. And I played against Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. So, I mean, I kind of knew I was up against it going into the game. But then watching Henry just pound out touchdown after touchdown, I thought I have a shot. I lost by three points. Uh, this team was 5-0 and going into uh, last night's game. So we now have one loss. But I think that having Derrick Henry on your fantasy football team, no matter what your record is right now, makes you feel like you have a shot to win the championship. And he may be the only guy in fantasy that you feel that way about right now. Agreed. Agreed. I've heard a lot of people in the industry saying they'll never take a running back in the first round again now because every year, Craig, this is happening every year. The running backs are going down. We lost McCaffrey now for a couple of years in a row. Uh, other yeah. running backs have been hurt here. Barkley go on and on with the top of running backs here. Henry is still that guy though. He's still trucking along, literally trucking along here. Uh, you and I just discussed last segment. Yeah, he's your number one pick. Nick, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He should never one pick last year. I never have to worry about this though, because I don't, I'll never get the number one pick in any league. I can't even get a top five pick. I didn't even have a chance to draft Henry in any league this year. You know how my night went last night? I know I probably shouldn't complain about this because it's really being uh, greedy. Well, we, uh, we know that a complaint is coming, George. Make no mistake about it, anybody who's watched. So Damn please, right it take is. The floor. the floor is yours. <laughs> I won. I, I was a clean sweep, was winning all my leagues. I only had one league where it mattered last night, and I needed Emmanuel Sanders uh, to get – I think it was nine points. It might have been eight points. It was less than double digits. Of course he gets it. I'm like, yeah, excellent. Win every league. Go check. Ah, oh, damn. I didn't realize the other team had digs. You know, so uh, I got up being annoyed at losing one league last night. Uh, so, and it was, I think I was four and one. It's now I'm four and two. And I'm also mad because the league, like you said, that I have one league that I'm six and oh in. I have nobody next week. I mean, my God, that I get crushed with buys. I don't, I don't have a running back. I don't know what I'm going to do for running backs. You want to play running back for my fantasy team, Craig? Cause I could use somebody, but uh, I didn't check the other team. Maybe the other team's devastated too, but that, that smells like six and one. Yeah. Uh, no five foot eight Jewish guys, uh, 48 years old running uh, running back right now in the NFL, George, but I'll check in on that for, for the future. All right. Here are our fantasy standouts on the Titans last night. And certainly Ryan Tannehill, not the best performance, 18 of 29, 216 passing yards. He did throw one touchdown and did rush for a touchdown, but the star of the game and the player who kept putting him back in there was Derrick Henry, 143 rushing yards. It felt like it was going to be a light night. Only I think he only ended up with 20 carries or so. Two receptions, 13 yards. He scored three times. A.J. Brown, slow start, strong finish. Seven receptions, 91 yards. 
And then George Julio Jones, unfortunately, had to leave this game. I don't did he come back in the game at the end? I'm not sure if he did or not. I didn't I didn't catch that part, but I know he had three catches for 59 yards. So the positive from Tennessee is their offense is fantastic and their defense is terrible. So therefore, they're going to be scoring a lot of points for you every single week. My guess is this is probably one of the worst uh, games you'll see from Tannehill. He'll be better than this. And he still rushed for a touchdown. He ended up getting you about 15 fantasy points. Uh, And then, of course, Derrick Henry is the overwhelmingly positive story to come out of this. But boy, Julio Jones at this point, George, uh, that, that just could end up being a misfire in terms of fantasy and reality. It's a problem. It's a problem because I'm looking now to see if he did come back in the game here. I'm not sure. I thought he didn't. Now you mentioned it. I guess he could have. And watching Tennessee is tough because A.J. Brown wears 11. All right. And I know that's Julio's number. And so every time I see 11, I assume it's Julio Jones. It takes me a second to realize, oh, no, no. They, uh, Jones said Brown could have I should say Jones Brown could have it. Uh, but they didn't, he didn't take the number. Uh, no, he did not come back in the game. All right. So he is out hamstring injury. So this is very concerning. Of course, it's concerning. We don't know what's going to happen here. And they play KC this week. I mean, if you're a Julio Jones, you know, you have, you have him on your fantasy squad. You're like, no, not this week. You're playing Kansas City. You know, I need fantasy points. Uh, and he would get them against Kansas City. So it's frustrating as all hell here. Uh, you mentioned Tannehill, who really hasn't had a good season. I do wonder, though, is it because is Tannehill just not having a good season? Or is it because Jones banged up all season? Brown banged up all season? Uh, it's, you know, chicken or the egg. What, what's, what's the reason here? Uh, Brown did, uh, as you said, he had a goose egg in the first half last night. Zero. Second half, he went off. So is that a sign of things to come? Can I? I didn't put him in my lineup last night, Craig, because I didn't want to risk a zero. I had him. Uh, I think I put Odell Beckham in my lineup instead. I wasn't thrilled about that. You think, oh, it's Odell Beckham, you're fine. No, Odell Beckham's been terrible. But when he had the uh, illness, a, uh, AJ Brown, it was the only other move I could make. I had Beckham in the late game. We found out that this illness was about 130, 145 on Sunday, so we couldn't do it, Bob. I didn't have any other choices. I only had my late games and uh, Monday. That's all I had left. So I, I did end up losing points because that didn't end up not mattering. But, but it is what it is there. I don't like. I don't risk zeros in leagues. Uh, not if I have somebody who I can live with in that slot. But it's now Brown. Is he safe to put in each and every week? I think so. I'm certainly putting him this week. We'll see what happens here. But the Julio Jones is a nightmare. Yeah, and, and I think that there'll be some uh, fantasy additions to your teams this week with whoever the second wide receiver may be, whether it's Westbrook or someone else on the Titans, maybe Ferkser is a pickup. Uh, I mean, Tannehill has got to have a second target, but you're feeling so good about Derrick Henry, that's for sure. All right, uh, Buffalo Bills, let's talk about them last night. Really nothing to be ashamed of. It was just their defense that kind of let them down. Josh Allen, 35 of 47, 353 in the air, 26 on the ground, three touchdowns, one interception. Emmanuel Sanders, who George talked about before, five receptions for 91 yards. Stephon Diggs had a great game, 25 fantasy points, nine receptions, 89 receiving yards and a touchdown, and Cole Beasley got involved in the action as well. Seven receptions, 88 yards, and a touchdown. So, George, you know, my takeaway for the Bills is as follows. Terrible spot. I mean, you literally are playing as well as you possibly can. You're coming off monster wins, including one in Kansas City. It was just like, to me, a typical Monday night letdown. You're going into a night game against a team that's kind of desperate, needing a win really badly. You know you're going to get your best effort from that other side. It would not shock me to see Buffalo now win like seven or eight games in a row. It just looked like from the very beginning of the game, it was going to be a tough spot. And again, uh, Buffalo's expertise is not necessarily stopping the run. It's more of stopping the pass, which they've shown. 
Uh, so this just kind of played into that matchup. But I have no concerns on Buffalo from a fantasy perspective. I got them as either the number one or number two fantasy team in terms of offense in the NFL. Very close. Yeah, hard to argue with any of that. Uh, I'm not worried about Buffalo. They'll be fine. You mentioned it, it. Monday night on the road against a team that, as you said, desperate to win. And they were tough spot. Tough spot. We're not talking about Tennessee being a terrible team. They are first in their division. They haven't played as well this season as we had expected, as we had hoped for. But this is still a solid team. Uh, we, listen, we got an exciting game, right? We got plenty of points. We had points up the wazoo last night. Uh, I don't think Buffalo should be upset. What are you worried about? You're winning the division anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe it's going to cost you home field down the line. Maybe. We'll see. It's a long season, 11 games. You win your next 11, you got nothing to worry about there either. So uh, I think it's a game they feel bad because they could have won. I can't say they should have won, but they could have won. I had no problem with the last-minute call by McDermott, by the way. I know he's received some criticism for it. I mean, the numbers say, if you go, if you like your analytics, going for it, the right move, give you a better chance to win. Barely, but a better chance to win. Uh, the Bills, Josh Allen had converted 13 straight fourth and ones. All right, 13 straight. All right, better than anybody over that time. Anybody in the NFL, nobody had done that. All right, 63% was the uh, the his uh, rights of converting at 63%. 75% was their win probability. So, no, I have no problem with any of the calls here. Right call, it didn't go your way. You got clipped by your offensive lineman. You slipped. Good play by the Tennessee defense there. It happens. Yeah, and, and I think that last night, in terms of what you would expect from the stars in, in fantasy, you got pretty much everything that you would have wanted to. Now, uh, big decisions are, of course, coming up this week. Lots of really good quarterbacks, by the way, on bye weeks as well. And, and certainly there are some issues for a couple of teams in the NFL, not just with quarterback, but other positions too. We'll talk about Carolina, who's now dropped a couple in a row, and the Miami Dolphins, who have now dropped Five in a row. We'll hit on that next here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Uh, just some quick update here. The drama with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia continues. Uh, Toss from practice today. Looks like he's going to be suspended for one game, according to several reports around the NBA. So we'll update that coming up for you here at the top of the hour. Uh, of course, Ben Simmons 
would seem to be a very likely trade candidate from Philadelphia that has not yet happened. We'll see if that uh, speeds up the process. Kind of reminds me a little of Jimmy Butler uh, toward the end of his career in um, Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, or Chicago. I don't know. One of those. Okay, so, George, before we get into the specifics of these players, this week we have a lot of quarterbacks that are off in fantasy, and so we need to kind of find some options here. But the issue is, is that some quarterbacks who got off to some pretty decent starts have gone the other way. And on top of it, you're not going to be completely comfortable playing a, you know, second tier quarterback in fantasy, but there really just won't be a choice this week. So I'm looking forward to discussing a couple of possibilities with you this week. This week's a tough week because, as you said, Chargers, Pittsburgh, Houston, Buffalo, Dallas, Minnesota, all on by. It's rough. I already mentioned one of the guys that I have no running backs. I have quarterback problems as well. I'm sure a lot of us has wide receiver problems, tight end. And you may not have backups on your uh, roster, right? We said it. We all say it. Every, every industry expert on earth will tell you during a draft, oh, don't draft a second quarterback. Don't do it. You know, save those spots for wide receivers or running backs. That's easier said than done because we all say it. But then so many of us are drafting a second quarterback anyway. So maybe you don't have to worry about anything. But if you do – I wonder in some leagues if the quarterback is as plentiful as it used to be. You may have some issues. And also, do you want to drop somebody on your roster who could help you for the next six, seven weeks for a one-week quarterback? This yeah. likely comes down to what your record is. You're five and one, probably not worried about it, Greg. Ah, what's the, I'll take a loss. I'm six and zero in that league. What's the worst that can happen? I'm six and one, big deal. I don't want to go undefeated anyway. That never works out for me. So I'm not worried about that. But if you're three and three or worse, it comes down to, you know what, I'll worry about next week, next week. i got to win now. That's a big part of it, yeah. I, I mean, you can't go two and five in the first seven weeks of a fantasy league and expect to make the playoffs, even with an extra week, no question. All right, well, let's start off by talking about one possibility, and that is Sam Darnold of the Carolina Panthers. And after the first four games of the season, it looked like Joe Brady and Matt Rule had turned this guy around. Now, all of a sudden, look at these numbers. Yikes. As many interceptions as touchdowns. The glaring number is clearly he has the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL, so he's off to that great start. He's thrown for uh, quite a few yards, but the last two weeks he's taken some massive steps back with the Panthers. It's also led to two very close, crucial losses. We know Sam Darnold can make all the throws, but some of them are not advised. And a very candid head coach, Matt Rule, talked about Darnold's performance and how we could see Carolina playing moving forward. Sam's not playing well enough. Let's start there, okay? And uh, which means that Sean and Joe and me are not coaching good enough. Um, you know, we've, we're three and three, right? There's a lot of teams that are three and three. Um, and I think it's just, it's really starkly clear in front of us what the issues are. Um, you know, we, we, we think we turned the ball over twice in our three wins. We've turned the ball over eight times in our three losses. Now, when I say Sam's not playing, well, what does that mean? Well, that means the offensive line isn't getting it done for him. It means the running backs aren't getting it done for him. I mean, everyone on offense, every receiver, every tight end, every back, every O-lineman, their job is to help our quarterback play well. And, um, um, you know, we, we, we are not getting that done. And the shame of the game yesterday to me, when you really go back and watch the game, is, you know, we ran the football well. We just have not been committed enough to running it. And that's going to change. I can just tell you right now. There's, you'll, you'll, see, you'll see a vastly different look from us moving forward. Um, we're not going to line up and drop back and throw it 40 times a game and think that that's going to win the game for us. Uh, it hasn't. And so, um, you know, there's no McCaffrey. Well, Chuba's showing us that he can run the football at a high level when given enough opportunities. Um, so we're, we're going we're gonna, to um, 
we're going to redefine who we are, and we're going to run the football, and we're going to protect our quarterback, and we're not going to turn the ball over anymore. And that's that that that's 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 just that's the only way that we're going to win. Pretty candid there, George, from Matt Rule, the head coach of the Panthers. Certainly uh, not great news for owners of DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson or even Sam Darnold, if indeed this is the way that it's going to play. The Panthers' defense has actually been pretty good. But this does feel to me like they've decided that Sam Darnold may not be the guy that's going to end up, as he said, throwing 50 passes in a game and completing 30 and throwing for five touchdowns. So, uh, you know, I guess the question is, how close is Darnold to being benched at this point? It feels like that should be a fair question as well. I don't think he's close to being benched. All right. So I think he is going to be the guy. Uh, Now, the next three games are probably determinant. And what I mean by that is you're playing a lot of teams where you should be able to put points up on the board. You got the Giants this week. We know they're, they pretty much mailed it in on Sunday, right? They didn't care for that game against the Rams. Then you have Atlanta, another team you can throw on. Then you got New England. I think Dak Prescott's still throwing touchdowns. Now I understand, you know, Stafford has much better weapons. Dak has much better weapons. I get that. But still, he should be able to do some damage. You mentioned the key thing there earlier. He runs. <laughs> Sam Donald's running like a maniac this year. He almost has a floor where, oh, you're okay. You know, you're going to get at least four to six points just from his running ability. So that's a good thing there. I think Sam Donald's fine this week as far as a fantasy quarterback. NFL might be a different story. Uh, you look at those first three, four games. Well, you were talking about when he was very, really, very good. Jets, oh, they're terrible. New Orleans, they don't have much of an offense, but they're even this good. It was still impressive by him. But then Houston, they may be worse than the Jets. And Dallas, who has issues as far as uh, letting up a lot of points, uh, fantasy points, that is. They may win games, they let up a lot of fantasy points. You know, he struggled against Philadelphia, who he really shouldn't have. They're terrible, too. And Minnesota, he took three quarters off. Actually, he took three and a half quarters off. Played a Welks, uh you know, second half of that against uh, Minnesota there. So he's an up and down guy. He's not a star, but I'm okay in a desperate situation with starting him this week. Well, look, you may not have a choice. Again, you mentioned all the quarterbacks that are off and he's staring out there and he's probably on the waiver wire. Um, He may be somebody that you have to consider this week. All right. Now moving over to another situation, which has really hit rock bottom, which is uh, unfortunately for the Miami Dolphins. They uh, now appear to be just looking toward, I don't know, George, 2022. I don't know what else you could look at. Now, Tua Tagovailoa missed a ton of games already this season. And uh, he came back, and, and in London on Sunday, he looked okay, made some, you know, you know, made one really big mistake in general. He's been okay, though, and maybe an option, you know, certainly to pick up eventually. 544 passing yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions, 23 rushing yards. And there's just been so much discussion locally, George, here in South Florida. There are people who back Tua. There are people who do not back Tua. There's all these conversations as to whether or not the Dolphins should have taken Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, that seems like it changes on a week-to-week basis. And, uh, and of course, the other thing that's going to factor in is will Tua still have his head coach, his general manager, even behind him moving forward with this massive disappointment that the Dolphins have been in 2021 and Brian Flores, the uh, head coach, was asked about the uh, Dolphins' owner, Stephen Ross, and how he has felt about the start to this season. I mean, obviously, he's he's disappointed. Um, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but I know that. Um, you know, he wants to, you know, see our team have success. Um, but that's really everybody. You know, he's no different than the players, the coaches, the support staff, the fans. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we've got to be better. 
I'll be the first to say that. Uh, our players are are uh, they're disappointed as well. Um, but you know what, what I know about our guys is we're going to pick ourselves up. We're going to come to come to practice on Wednesday. Uh, try to try to try to improve. Try to get better. Um, you know, make uh, make make the corrections we need to make. Look, I mean, look, we all know this. There's a, there's a a very small margin for error in this league. Very small. Um, so, you know, the mistakes we make, we've made, um, they've cost us. We have to try to limit those mistakes. Uh, that's players and coaches. Um, and yeah, there's a there's a slim slim margin for error, and we're you know we're on the wrong side of that right now. Uh, but you know we just need to continue to work. Um, I mean, I trust the, the their preparation. I trust the things that they're doing. The players. Um, you know, we're always going to kind of evaluate, reevaluate, and see if there's anything we can do better. Um, but yeah, I think collectively, you know, uh, Steve, Tom, you know, Chris, Brandon, I mean, the entire, uh, you know, organization, you know, there's disappointment. Uh, and, you know, they want better. George, it's a pretty sullen time right now to be a fan of the Dolphins. They signed Will Fuller. They drafted Jalen Waddell. You had Tua going into his first year as a starter, and this thing has come crashing down completely. Can you start Tua in a fantasy league if you need to? I hope you don't need to. That's really what it comes down to. I hope you don't need to. Uh, you said it earlier. Maybe you're desperate and you don't have a choice. you got to do what you got to do. But uh, I hope you don't need to. Now you do get the Falcons this week. Right, team that has issues on defense, so theoretically he should be fine. Really weird, by the way, the Dolphins don't have a bye this week coming back from England. Really strange here, and I think that's their choice, by the way. The game says that we'll give you a bye if the, the England game if you want, but you don't have to take it. Dolphins decided not to take it for whatever reason. So you're playing against an Atlanta team that's had uh, also coming off a bye. How does that work? That's so. I mean, not only did you not take your bye, so you got the you know the long flight and you lose a day, but you're playing a team coming off a bye. I mean, talk about just trying to screw the Dolphins over. But uh, back to your question, I don't want to start him. I'll live with it if I have to. There's nothing better out there. Or maybe I can't release him because, once uh, once again, they just uh, I don't want to lose a, a running back or a wide receiver. But not a good situation here. No, for sure. But you'll have to pick up quarterbacks, no doubt, this week, especially if you own Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, some, uh, Justin Herbert, someone who's off this week. Uh, how about running backs and wide receivers? Our first look at the fantasy football waiver wire is coming up. In addition to that, we'll talk some hockey here on the show. We'll get your thoughts on the first week of the NHL season. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On the Wednesday edition of Fantasy Sports Today, George will be back with Davis Maddock. They'll take you through exactly who you should be bidding on and the amounts and the players. But what we like to do on Tuesday is give you a little bit of a preview, potentially, of some of those players. And, George, I'd love to dive in, at least preliminary with you now. And uh, and certainly running back is going to be the position that we are all focused on, I mean, each and every week anyway. But, George, I think most more so this week, you talked about not having any running backs to field. Hopefully we'll be able to find you one or two this week. It's, it's, it's going to be a trying week. And I think uh, you have to realize this is one of those weeks. Uh, Craig, rarely do I, if, do I look at who I'm playing in fantasy. If I'm playing you this week, I generally don't look at your team. It doesn't matter, right? I'm starting my best starters. The guy just scored more points than you, right? I'm, my defense isn't going up against yours. So I, I really look at Craig's team. Oh, okay, I'm playing Craig Mush. This is a week where I will look at your team because I know I'm devastated, right? I got several guys out. I want to see if you're screwed too. And that might change my thoughts here. Maybe I don't release that guy because you know what? Craig's missing Dalvin Cook. Craig's missing Herbert. You know, he's, he's just as screwed as I am. So I don't need to go off the boards here. And I'll also be paying attention to your moves. Oh, Craig's picking guys up. He's trying to fill them up. You know, he has guys on his roster. He can, you know, he has guys in reserves. He can make up for it. So I pay more attention this week, probably more than any other, because of all these buys and because of the uh, the teams that are on buy. Can't say it again. Minnesota, so you've lost Cook, you've lost Jefferson, Thielen, maybe Cousins, right? Dallas, all their players, Dak, Zeke, Lamb, Cooper, all done. Schultz, Buffalo, you already went through all the guys on Buffalo. There's a truckload of guys off this week. So, yeah, I do look – I will look at who Craig Mish or anybody I'm playing, who they have this week, if I'm in a hurtful situation where I have nobody. Yeah, no, that that's definitely part of it. I, I look at the opponent going into the week and, you know, sort of hoping and uh, pieced it together last week, picked up Ramondre Stevenson in a league and played him, George, and, and ended up getting a win. Like, I mean, you got to be ahead of the game, and it probably is too late to be ahead of the game because you're going to be fighting over these names this week. We'll start off with running backs and uh, not knowing the status of Antonio Gibson. I, I don't think that we got any word yesterday on the MRI results from him. We not we may not get that till Wednesday. Clearly, J.D. McKissick has got to be owned, and I'm guessing, these leagues. So, Jarrett Patterson, the young running back from the University of Buffalo, could start this week for Washington. In addition, last season, Dearness Johnson ruined my fab budget, unloaded everything on him, George, and uh, looks like he's going to get the start Thursday. By the way, Baker Mayfield questionable for Thursday as well. And in Seattle, I, I could have gone with a couple of different names here, George, but, I mean, Rashad Penny's sort of been around here long enough for me to not think that he's going to have a huge impact. I saw DJ Dallas play in college. I'd love to see him get more of an opportunity. I could understand if somebody out there would say, hey, guys, I mean, you should be talking about Penny more than you should be talking about DJ Dallas. Now, uh, clearly Chris Carson is out. We don't know the status of, of Collins. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if I want to play anybody on Seattle anyway based on what I saw on Sunday night. And, George, if you want to add anyone to this running back conversation, feel free. But how do you feel about any of those names this week? Because my guess is you're going to be clicking submit on many running back names this week. Exactly. Uh, you, don't, you don't have a choice. All right? if, uh, you're, if we look at these guys, you're screwed, right? You have nobody. I said in that one league, 
I'm down, I think, my top four running backs all on by. I don't have anybody else. That's it. That's all I got. You know, so if I want to start a running back, I need to claim two. So I can't be choosy here. I can't. Give me them. Uh, what I'm going to be looking for is I don't want to break the bank on guys like this because they're literally one and done for me. Since I have all four of my guys on by, means I don't need anybody for the rest of the year. I'm not going to have no bye week problems. So I'm not breaking the bank on anybody you just named. That's not to say that you, you gave bad names. You didn't. They're available. i got to go out and get them. But I'm not breaking the bank on these guys. Now, I did look up Gibson for you. As you said, there's no update. Had an MRI yesterday. They have not updated it. Today is generally the player's day off for most teams. So we probably won't find out until tomorrow for Gibson. But he's got that stress fracture. Even if he's fine, he's not the same player. We're seeing that. It's a pain management issue, so he can play through it, but he's not just not that guy anymore. Certainly not that first-round pick. I mean, I probably would take Rashad Penny. You know, uh, Collins has a what, hip and glute injury, so we don't know if he's going to – I think he'll play, but I think he'll be banged up. Maybe it's more of a 50-50 split. But as you said, that's a guessing game. You know, maybe it is DJ Dallas. I mean, and they're playing the Saints. Coming off a buy, Saints have a good defense, so I don't want him anyway. Yeah, I just don't. So uh, I, it comes out like I said, you're sort of looking for touchdown deodorant here with all these guys. I don't think we're going to get any great amount of, uh, you know, uh, rushing yardage or receiving yardage, but we're looking for touchdown deodorant to get up, get that smell off. Like Stevenson did for you last Sunday. He was really wasn't all that good. Scored the touchdown, smelled great. I thought he looked pretty good. I don't know. I, I think he could play in the league. I think he could play running back there. And New England wants to run the ball, and I, I don't think they're going any other direction. So I may have to play Stevenson again this week, by the way, too. Okay, now to wide receiver. Surprisingly, there are more, I think, options at running back. Like, you don't like these guys, but I did not find a ton of options at wide receiver to fill in this week, George. Maybe I'm missing something here. But look, if someone cut T.Y. Hilton... On the Colts, Paris Campbell scored. Hilton looked pretty good. Maybe Indianapolis is that offense to sort of pick through here. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has really emerged as the top receiving threat for Baker Mayfield. But if Mayfield is out, and it, and I believe it's Case Keenum is the backup, oh my gosh, forget it. Like, I don't even know if that's worth a, a waiver wire ad. And then the Giants are without Kadarius Toney. And, and and honestly, I'm not really even sure how this wide receiving situation is going to shake up with the Giants, but Colin Johnson has seen a number of targets over the last couple of weeks. And if he fills in that Kadarius-Tony role outside of Shepard, because at this point, I don't know, can you count on Slayton anymore? I'm not really sure. Those are some of the names at wide receiver as possibilities this week. Another one was Jamal Agnew on Jacksonville, but clearly with the Jaguars being off, I'm not sure that you want to waste any money on a player that you can't even play this week i don't think the jaguars are off i think they're playing cincinnati so oh, jaguars play okay oh. yeah houston's off as far as bad teams that are off uh there's only one bad team that's off this week the other five teams can actually have fantasy players so it's uh jacksonville plays cincinnati uh we know they can be beaten through the air so agnew actually is on my list of guys to gotcha. grab here as far okay. as if you're in a deeper league uh, you said it. I mean, it's tough out there. It is tough. I don't know if I'm going with any of the giant guys because you sort of hinted at it. They're a mess. Who's playing and who's not? All right. Uh, and plus, they're going up against Carolina. You know, they picked up Henderson and Gilmore for a reason. Right? To slow these guys down. I don't think Tony's going to play. I think that ankle needs rest. Gaude, we knew he was out at least one week with the knee injury. Maybe he's back. Maybe he's not. Slayton's there. Shepard. Shepard's available on your league, by the way. He's someone I would go after. Uh, Sterling Shepard, which he might be. He might be. So we'll see. But uh, you can find receivers. Once again, though, obviously you're not going to find the great receiver. I'm looking for matchups here. See if they're playing the right team with a weak pass defense. 
and you're looking for that touchdown deal, so you're looking for red zone opportunities, red zone targets. I'll look at that as well here. You're not going to find anybody that's going to stare out at you that maybe you can, it's a tie-breaking situation. Oh, this guy gets more red zone than this guy. Fine, I'll go with him. It's ugly no matter who you grab here if you're in a 12-team and above league. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, is that you're going to be fighting with everybody else, um, and that's kind of the deal. Um, by the way, just to recap here, the Jaguars, uh, George, are off. Yeah, I had it, I had it reversed. <laughs> Gotta love doing a show. And then George is like, hey, they're off. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel I'm so bad. I'm staring at it too. I'm going over to my I'm going to my phone. I'm like, wait a second here. Like, what do I thought? I thought I prepared well for this show, but I guess I did not. Well, in this case, either way, Cincinnati's in good shape. You know, Cincinnati would have been in much better shape, George, if they played Jack actually played Jacksonville this week, just as a heads up there. But we'll we'll give you a pass, George. You're working 18 hours here for Sports Grid. If if for five minutes you mess it up, it's okay. Um, okay, now we uh, only have a short period of time here before the top of the hour. Uh, we're we're not going to do full on hockey today. I know to your disappointment, there are some games, of course, tonight. I would love to get your interest in terms of just how you think the season has gone thus far. It feels to me like there's been a lot of scoring which has been interesting. That's the one thing that I've seen. I, of course, am in South Florida, so I'm watching the Panthers. Very curious about Spencer Knight, who's getting his start. What do you think about the season as a whole thus far? Any trends you've picked up on in terms of daily fantasy? Anything that's interesting as well? It's funny you should mention the scoring. I said the exact same thing to Gabe last night, that it seems like the early going, we're getting a lot of games with double-digit goals are being scored, not by one team combined. Uh and we are like last night was seven, four was one game. There it was another six, three, six, four game that we had there. But as Gabe pointed out, and I think he's right about this too. What we're getting is we're either getting the high scoring games or low scoring games. We're actually not getting, we're not getting the meat in the middle here. We're not getting four, three games, right? We're either crushing the overs or we're well, below, well below them. So strange. Uh, we're all seeing a lot of angry, angry people out there. And what I mean by that, Craig is almost every night we're seeing a suspension. Last night, something you almost never see in the NHL, uh, Pavel Busnevich of the St. Louis, uh, Louis Blues headbutts somebody. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, even Busnevich said, yeah, I guess I'll wait for the discipline. Yeah, you will, because you're going to get to fine. You're going to get suspended, not fine. You know, you'll get fined, too. But you're going to get suspended for a game or two. Landis God got suspended game one. This is a top player in the NHL. Game one for boarding somebody. The guy was down on his knees to the side of the boards, and you ran them into the boards. Why? He's already out of the play, all right? The puck wasn't even there. He's done. Why do you need to do that? I mean, uh, Dylan Larkin of the uh, Red Wings. Now, I think what he did was I sort of understand because he was quasi-boarded himself. So as he, you know, I guess he was stunned. As he got back up, he clotheslined the guy right in the face. It's like, holy God. Craig, we're not even a week into the season here. I think we got suspensions galore here. I think I left one out too that I uh, don't quite remember here. So a lot of angry, angry players out there. It's really what's caught my eye here. The Angel also said coming into the season that they're going to call cross-checking a lot, right? They weren't going to let you do that. They're going to call that a lot. Really haven't seen it. You know, looking at it, they're not. You know, uh, I bring that up because it dawned on me that, oh, maybe that's why goal scoring is up because there's more power plays. But you look at it, that's not the reason. You know, maybe goalies are just not quite there yet. Maybe offenses are ahead of defense, uh, goaltending, whatever it might be. I'm an Islander fan. They've been obliterated the first couple of games here. Their defense is not playing well. Sorokin's not making up for it. So it's a little strange, Craig. Uh, but I thought it was the same as you. For on um, just by without even looking, 
it, it just seems to be a lot of goals being scored game in and game out at night. But I think it's the fact that there are several games each night that are double digits that's catching our eye. We don't see you don't see seven four scores in the NHL. You just don't see it. And we're seeing that more and more basis here. But I don't think it's anything unusual. I don't think it's anything the NHL has done. I think it's just once again, we're six days in. You know, it's a small sample size. I think it will balance out. All right. Well, folks, with that, I want to tell you real quick, and uh, maybe, guys, uh, James, we could bring this graphic up for you, because I know that there's a lot of people out there who are following us on social media. But for those of you who are not, let me give you some advice. You can follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV. If you follow us on both of those two places, you can get the latest news, notes, and information about some of the things that we're doing here on the show, which would include 18 hours of live programming here on SportsGrid, whether it is the early line, the morning after, Fantasy Sports Today, Gabe Warren, C. Scott Farrell, we're doing it for you here. Follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest information. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. We got Chris coming up here at the top of the hour. He's going to give you the latest in sports, including an update from Ben Simmons. Seems like Joel Embiid has had enough of Ben Simmons. Some interesting comments from him. We'll talk about those at the top of the hour. We'll also preview the uh, the baseball games today. Last, Probably the last day of the season, we're going to have two games played. A 5 o'clock Eastern game in the National League Championship Series and an 8 o'clock Eastern in the American League Championship Series. It's also opening night in the NBA. Brett Levy is going to join us here on the show and give you a little DFS tip for tonight as well. So stay with us here on FST. Plenty more to come with George and I. So stay on the grid and don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next NFL game this week features the Cleveland Browns. It's just a question of who will be playing for the Browns this week. Well, we have some updates for you. Uh, Dearness Johnson, the running back, told reporters that he was looking forward to making his first career NFL start. So I guess the assumption is George Nick Chubb is not playing on Thursday. Baker Mayfield uh, told reporters uh, today that it's up to him as to whether or not he plays. It's very clear that after the season, Mayfield's going to need surgery. But I suppose the question is, if Cleveland loses again on Thursday night, could this be the end of the season for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, he's got the torn labor, right? And you can play through it. It's his non-throwing shoulder. But every time he falls, if his arm is outstretched, 
he's going to do more damage and it's going to hurt like hell as that shoulder pops in and pops out. It's the same injury or very similar injury to Fernando Tatis in uh, baseball, right? I mean, if you if this was the offseason, there are weights you can do and exercise to strengthen the shoulder. But during the season, there's not much you can do. Uh, I think he plays through it until they're out of it and then they'll shut him down. Uh, he's not having a great season anyway. His accuracy has been a little off this year. And as you mentioned, Cleveland has several other injuries. Kareem Hunt's out. We know he's done. Nick Chubb, Stefanski tried to tell us yesterday that, oh, there's a chance he could play. I'm not going to rule him out yet. But the plan always had to be for him to miss this game because it's a short week. Maybe it was Sunday he could play here. They have several guys that are out on the offensive line. We saw if you watched the game on Sunday, Odell Beckham went down. And it looked like a shoulder injury as well. Same type of injury where his elbow got driven into the ground. but that shoulder might have popped out a little bit. So uh, Cleveland's a mash unit right now, an absolute mash unit. Uh, they do play Denver. Denver has their own issues here. But I don't know who's showing up for uh, Cleveland, by the way. And But we should have mentioned during that second, by the way, Darnish Dotson and Felton are two running backs you may want to grab this week. Felton is the pass catcher. Yep. Uh, also, Kareem Hunt placed on injured reserve, so he's going to miss a month of action. Also, Darius Tony, according to reports, may also be placed on injured reserve, which would put him down for the rest of October and into November. So interesting injury developments here on this Tuesday. We have plenty more to come on Fantasy Sports today. Chris has the update here at the top of the hour, so stay on the grid. Great, great. Sports happens every day, and we give you expert insights and information on gaming, odds, and more. Every day. You see a trend? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.